drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Antipodean Arts Podcast. In this moment, dear listeners, beloveds, wherever you are listening in the world, I want to take this moment, one, to acknowledge where Theo and I are right now, recording here in West End, uh, in Kurilpa on lands that were stolen from the First Nations people and that we are lucky to be here. We're lucky to be able to create uh, this kind of content and this kind of magic in this space. And I want to let everyone know how grateful we are to be with you tonight. I would also like to take this moment to acknowledge First Nations peoples all over the world who are right now fighting not only for their very survival, but for the survival of the planet, for the survival of our forests and our oceans and our water, which is a living being. And I want to show my appreciation and gratitude to all those people who are in their own way, no matter what that is, every day trying to do their best to magically work their spirit in this world, to follow their heart and against all odds follow their heart. And I'm feeling very, very lucky tonight to be here with Fio. Someone who is my men. I'm going to look at you when I say this. Look at me. I'm going to look at you across the microphone. Don't, <laughs> don't sniff rosemary at me. I'm being serious. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you I love you very much. And I'm honored to be here with you doing this podcast. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm not. This is my hit on face. I I'm know, trying really hard. I'm not. I'm, I'm just shy right now and it's been <laughs> a be shitty shy. day. It's been a horrible day, but I, that's why I want to yep. look at you across yep. this table, just the two of us, and say thank you so much for being here, for helping create this space and uh, for your magic, my love, and everything that you bring to the world. Thank you, Brody. And also, we have an incredible guest tonight. We do. And for you... This is something else I'm grateful for. You're introducing me to some of the most <laughs> incredible people um, on the planet as it sits now. Could you please introduce our guest to yeah. our beautiful listeners? I think this is the first guest that I actually haven't physically met, which is a shame. Um, so this is someone whose work I've been following in the past year who I just enjoy, you know, I just enjoy her work. Um, so this is Sophia Boan, uh, a Gardnerian high priestess and a, a Jewish witch and woman who lives in Ireland. Um, so without further ado, welcome to our Antipodean podcast, Sophia. <laughs> Welcome down under, Sophia. Thank you. <laughs> All the way from Ireland where it's early in the morning and wet and windy, as it should be for us because it's sowing. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys have guilt and are coming up. I'm, I'm all jealous. Oh, um, I'm jealous we're of jealous. you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be celebrating sowing in Ireland yeah, with it's you. it's really hot here. <laughs> we are literally, I've got to, you'll hear it, like, I have a fan here, a physical fan. Um, it is it is oppressively hot here and it is definitely peaking in in sweat city. Mm. Um, it, it, I can't imagine what it's like where you are right now. So it's early morning where you are. Can you describe what it's yeah. like there this morning on the on the uh, morning before uh, Samhain for you? It is it's gray and cloudy and rainy and the kind of weather where you want to Turn the um, you know, um, put the stove on in the in the living room and cuddle up to it and get all nice and sleepy as the hearth fire going. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm going to be doing some decorating with my kids later on today. 
Uh, and and uh, doing doing the pumpkins and and actually we do turnips um, yeah. rather than uh, pumpkins. Um, so they're amazing, actually. Uh, if you do turnips, you can leave them outside. You're doing the turnips over. Yes. Yeah. So in, originally, before they did um, pumpkins, they did turnips. Mm. Um, pumpkins is an American invention, mm. uh, and you can actually leave your turnips outside, and they shrivel up. They get they even more creepy, this, don't they? They turn into this that like they 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 become like a quarter of their size, <laughs> and they turn into this old, wrinkly, woody, really scary creatures. They're like little um, shrunken so heads, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anybody who could, in 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 a lot of places, they're called Swedes actually. So you have to check yeah. out whether uh, they're called turnips or Swedes where you live. It's well, it was always, uh, my grandmother always called it carrot and swede that we'd have for dinner. And that's, I never knew what a turnip was. It took me forever to work out that it was this, what they called a swede as well. <laughs> but I have seen them all sh- shriveled up. They look extra creepy, much creepier than a jack-o'-lantern. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, um, so warmly recommended. Um, that, that's on my, my to-do list for today. Uh, and I've got cats, and I, like I've said, I've got four kids running around. So hopefully they'll they'll leave me in peace doing the podcast. But oh. otherwise, if you hear me out going, I, I've goats as well and chickens. I live in the countryside; it's great. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah we I was did, gonna say, because terrible. I'm going to blame it on Mercury and Mars and retrograde. But but um, we somehow, you know, usually I I teach internationally, and I'm usually always on on time with these time things. But apparently. Daylight savings just went back or happened, and I didn't catch that, which I'm so sorry about because I. Stri- and it's, it's full holidays here too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being with us. Then <laughs> could only imagine with the house full as well. So thank you so much, and don't worry if they join in or we hear kids or dogs or goats, I'll be so fucking happy. That the more the merrier. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good if you're good, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Sophia, okay. how like I I know pieces of um about you because I've you know read your work, um your articles. I, I watched recently um this amazing uh uh presentation you did on Kabbalah and the five levels of the soul in Jewish mysticism, and I think you did it for GuardCon, which is based through Brazil, I believe. Um, could you tell us a little bit about uh, your magical background and you know who you are and what you do and why you do it i guess <laughs> okay so um i i i started out in in paganism when i was very young uh my my parents were really into uh greek and roman history uh and i would drag me uh you know across all the digs in europe and all that stuff when i was a young kid and tell me all the mythology and it made a lot of sense to me. So as a as a, an eight year old, I would uh, take the the little statues that I bought at the various sites and set up my own altar and mm. do do my own thing. Yeah. And it was when I was about sixteen, I I found an article uh, about um, Alexandrian Wicca actually, um, uh, and I I started reading it and I was just so shocked that there were other people who were doing this weird thing that I thought I was the only person in the world doing. Yeah. Um, so I was amazed. Actually, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm half Dutch, half English. I've got a bit of a weird, weird background, which is why I have a weird accent. Um, so I was born in Amsterdam and this article that I read was in, in, in the Netherlands. Um, and there was. I had a friend who was interested in 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 Wicca as well. She went to uh, Alexand- to the Alexandrian meeting, and they didn't want us. Uh, they sent us to the Gardnerians. Mm. Um, and at that time, there really wasn't. Oh, I'm, I'm old. Oh, uh, so we're talking thirty years ago. There, it, at least in the Netherlands, there wasn't really an alternative to uh, anything pagan. So it was either Alexandrian or Gardnerian witchcraft. Sure. Uh, if if you wanted to join anything, um, and we didn't have the internet and all this wonderful stuff that we've got now, you know, that was it. So I I found a very very wonderful coven. Um, I was initiated in not at sixteen. Uh, I had to wait. Which is all fine. Um, um, so um, I'm I'm 
Gardnerian High Priestess. I have my own coven here in, in Cork, in Ireland. Um, I'm also an Alexandrian in Nietzsche, uh, which I, I don't want to coven in, but um, I have active ties with the community in, in England. Uh, in, in, in Europe, Alexandrians and Gardnerians work together fairly freely and consider themselves to be uh, cl- very close cousins. Mm. Um, and so we circle together without any any issues. Um, and um, I work um, a lot nowadays with uh, Irish um, tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I moved over here not because I thought Ireland was so spiritual, but because of a man. Uh, who I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of have been in the process of voting for almost ten years because divorce laws in Ireland are complicated. Mm. Um, uh, but um, I've, I've, you know, I, I was never somebody who was was spiritually drawn to all the Irish stuff. I have a, a background as a historian. Uh, I studied history in, at university, and uh, really found all the the stuff going around. You know, in the new age community, slap Celtic on it, and it sounds more interesting and it's more exciting. So I, I just, I thought all all of it was nonsense. I was never really into the Irish stuff. Um, and then I moved here, and the the Irish land is is in, incredible. Mm. Um, it has a very strong personality, on of it of itself, and and is is. Um, you know, my friends always joke, well, we, you've been licked, so now you're Irish. Mm. Uh, but that's how it feels. Yeah. You know, the land licked me uh, and, and was like, well, you're, you're doing, you're, you can do the work, so mm. you're going to do it. Mm. So I, I, under normal circumstances, when we don't have thrown out bricks, I facilitate um, uh, a temple uh, here in, in Cork for, for Irish paganism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously I'm Jewish. Uh, I'm. I'm um, I've always remained um, a member of my my parents' synagogue. We don't have a synagogue anymore here in Cork. Um, they closed down a few years ago. It was an Orthodox synagogue, so not really my my thing. I come from a very progressive background and observance, but progressive background. Mm. Um, so I'm still a member of my my parents' synagogue in in Brighton in England. Mm. Um. So and and I I'm I'm exploring um, Judaism from from that perspective from a pagan perspective as well. Mm. That's I'm so okay. fascinated to hear about well, all of it too, and that um, one again the jealousy of of I understand that connection to the land and that you know you can't be there and not be influenced by it. Um, and that the you know the spirits and the gods will and ancestors will lean on this and say, well, you can do the work, let's do it, <laughs> and that you facilitate uh, spaces for other people in in Irish paganism and also in Gardnerian um, and Alexandrian in larger groups. But how does your um, background and and being raised in, in Judaism inform your magic? And and what what translates over, or what do you feel resonated? And you were like, well, this is I know this. This is very common. This is commonality between the different beliefs. Um, well, for me, it's so. Um, sometimes people ask me, why do you do all these different things? <laughs> um, and and it, it's it's hard, you know. It, some people really identify with one particular um, strand within religion, mm. uh, and that's who they feel they are, and it matches them a hundred percent. For me, it, the, the, the the stamp, the name that the, the the religion or belief system has um, is um, uh, it, it, it's, it's it's just an expression of who I am. Not everything that I am and how I experience the world fits in one box. I need more than one box to uh, to fully express myself. So it's not that I I I am have a different religion or belief system when I'm working in a Garnerian or an Alexandrian setting than when I'm in the synagogue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's still all me, and I don't uh, cut off or or, or 
pretend that part of me doesn't exist. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's a, actually a lot of overlap between Judaism and uh, paganism, paganism in general, and gardening craft specifically. Mm. Uh, in Europe, for some reason, it hasn't taken off so much. But in America, there's a massive Jewish Jewish community. <laughs> that's how we call ourselves. Jewish. Love it. Um, uh, because there is so much resonance. One, one of the biggest, I think, similarities is is the concept of of orthopraxy. Mm-hmm. So orthopraxy, as a uh, which gets bandied about a lot in in paganism, but it was actually invented for uh, uh, to to express Judaism and to express the differences between Judaism and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and orthopraxy is the concept that what we do is important, right? But that what we believe those actions mean is an individual concept. Mm. So um, whether you believe in, in, in God when you go to synagogue, you know, or the divine, because we don't really call the divine God. Uh, so if you believe in the eternal one and what that eternal one might be is completely up to you when you go to synagogue. There's lots of really orthodox Jews who are completely atheists, they don't believe in any form of divine. Mm-hmm. But they do the thing they do because it's part of their culture and their heritage and it makes them belong mm. yep. in, in in their own circles. So in, 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 in that respect, you know, paganism in general, but specifically Gardnerian Wicca is the same in that um, we do things uh, and uh, we cast the circle in a certain way, we call quarters in a certain way with a certain sort of rhythm to our, our rituals. Mm. But what all that means is is an individual experience. It's been, both of them are experiential religions. Um so that that's a really big overlap. Um but in in current day Judaism the ecstatic part which used to be there but has sort of fallen to the wayside over the centuries uh, is something that I really needed as an expression of, of the way that that I experienced the divine. Mm. Um, and that ecstatic part is something that I found in, in Garnerian Wicca. So that's how I, I ended up there from that need to express my ecstatic thing with the divine. Mm. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. One of the um, videos that I um, saw you on that I that kind of got me curious about you and your thought because I'm always so drawn to very intellectual people um, is was you you were being talked you you were you were conversing with Laura O'Brien and um, you were talking about the the way in which and I have and I am totally I have done this in the past and I like was so thankful to you um, offering this because it clarified things for me um, around the terms Abrahamic and Judeo Christian. Um, could you? One of my favorite rants. Yeah. <laughs> could you please rant for us? <laughs> Wait, no, <laughs> we, we would love that. And there are a lot of people listening who, who like myself, don't know enough about the differences. And yeah, please inform. So be, before I do that, what I wanted to say was that um, I work with the Irish lands, <laughs> and I know that you guys, you know, have a. a not similar, but also complicated relationship with the land that you work on, yeah. Yeah. colonization. Yeah. And obviously here in Ireland, we, we have that same issue um, with, you know, British colonizers coming over mm-hmm. uh, and, and within New Age, like I was talking about earlier, this sort of claiming of, of Ireland as a, um, as a spiritual strand without actually connecting to Ireland, you know, mm-hmm. Celtic on it or Irish on it, and it'll sell better. So when I started working here, I was very careful of um, of not being a native, you know, even though my friends, you know, my Irish friends juggle, you know, you got licked to your Irish. It's still something that I'm, I I try to be very aware of uh, and talk a lot to people who are, who were born here and raised in the culture. I mean, I've been here almost 20 years. But that still doesn't, you know, makes me miss things that I would would otherwise uh, know. So it it is something that I'm sensitive of and aware of. And before people think that I I walked in there going, oh, I'm you know I'm an Irish priestess, mm. uh, I'm I'm 
I'm not, which is why I very carefully call myself a facilitator. Mm. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, because I, and the reason why I say that is because obviously as, as a Jewish person, I have similar problems uh, within the pagan community because uh, um, like everywhere else in Western Europe, a lot of um, uh, Judaism has, was co-opted uh, in Christianity, in paganism, mm. etc. Uh, but one of my pet peeves is the term Judeo-Christian and Abrahamic uh, Judeo-Christian have a bit more issues with an Abrahamic. Both are, 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 are a problem. It gets bandied about a lot, um, not just in pagan circles, but everywhere. Mm. Uh, when really what people mean is Christian. Yeah. You know, the various flavors of Christian and then call it Judeo-Christian or Abrahamic. Um, and I'm I'm not sure why people do it, apart from that it's something that has been used more and more in academic circles. So I suppose that more intellectual people um, who, who read more academic texts are more likely to repeat it just because it's what they've read. Mm. But it's a really problematic term because yeah. Jews are not Christians. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the first reasoning I give is people come up with all sorts of reasons why, it, you know, Judeo-Christian, you know, it's all the same. No, it's it's not. And the, the first reason why you shouldn't be doing that is because we don't like it. Now, I don't speak for all Jewish people. There are people, Jewish people, obviously, who are play with it. There's millions of us, so... Uh, and lots of different opinions about these things, uh, but there is a, a stronger voice within the community uh, becoming louder uh, over the last uh, few years that we really don't want to be called that. Mm. No. Um, Jews are not. Um, so one of the things that's happening in the US is that mess mess something called messianic Judaism is is really on the rise. And they are Christians who co-opt um, Jewish holidays and um, uh, call themselves Jewish uh, oh. and say that they are Jewish because uh, Jesus was Jewish. Mm. And they, they actually wear yamul cars and they take all, all our stuff uh, and call themselves Jews. Mm. Um, so it, it's it's the literal claiming of our. Seems stuff. a little Judaism hypocritical. Is, yeah, so a lot of people in the States genuinely think that Judaism is just Christianity without Jesus. Mm. And uh, I had a, a, a very good friend of mine, you know, in, in the US, I, I work with the gardening community in the States a lot. Uh, and I was over, we were sitting in the car, she asked me, um, so why do you keep calling yourself Jewish? You know, you're you're Garnerian now and I kind of looked at her and I go what, what do you mean oh well you're you're Garnerian now why do you put yourself through something I can't undo myself you mm. didn't realize that right <laughs> um and um and and she didn't she had this is a, a woman with a um academic background you know, really smart did lots of research into religion before she you know ended up with Garnerian craft um, and and she didn't know that Judaism, Judaism is a culture. It's an ethno religion, so it's it's an ethnicity mm-hmm. which is re- expressed through the religion. And particularly in the diaspora, when 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 we left um, Israel, um, the synagogue and all the things we do there have become a way of preserving our culture. Mm. Um. So, and like I said, it, it isn't even important what you believe in, whether you think the divine is real or not. It's about doing the thing. So it's a completely different concept. And, yeah. and it, it is passed down, you know, from, from a, it's a genetic, we're, pe- we're people. You know, even if we come in, in lots of different um, skin tones at this point, uh, we all have genetic traits that, that are, 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 similar because we we come from the same people originally and obviously people can become jewish uh and people who are converts are considered just as jewish as anybody else but it's a whole process because it because it's not because you need to study so much which you do but really what you're doing when you're studying is adopting our culture right and becoming a member of our tribe it's a tribal religion Mm -hmm. um so becoming jewish is 
becoming adopted in our tribe. Mm. Um, so, um, and uh, so we're we're not Christians. We're not, you know, Christianity minus Jesus. That yeah. that's first of all. But but um, there's there's much deeper issues at hand in that. Um, anti-Semitism is baked into Christianity and has been so from the beginning. Mm. Um, we we know that from from um, letter exchanges of, of the early uh, Christian sects uh, who in the beginning would really follow uh, Judaic practice and they considered themselves uh, Jewish. They did circumcision. They, they observed the food laws, all that sort of stuff. And then um, somewhere in, in the uh, late third, early fourth century, that starts to change. Uh, and a very strong anti-Semitic strand becomes incorporated uh, within Christianity and has been there ever since. Um, you know, the whole concept that that um, Jesus uh, was killed by the Jews. Mm. Um and and I mean I my, my my I'm here in Ireland. My my kids go to a non-denominational school or a multi-denominational school, and I I had my daughter come in really upset. Or one of my daughters come in really upset because for Easter they'd been reading this book in school. It's just you know ten year olds, um, where it said that it was because of the Jews that Jesus got killed. Um, you know we're talking twenty. I think it was 2019 or 2018, very recent, a couple of years ago. Um, and I, 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 I go to the school teacher and say, right, this is a really problematic book. Do you realise that my daughter got really upset when she got home? And the teacher's response was, oh, that's okay. We'll give her another book to read if it upsets her. Oh. And the rest, of, and I was like, you do understand that you're still letting the rest of the class read a book saying that, you know, my daughter is responsible for the Jews being killed. <laughs> and it wasn't until the 1960s uh, uh, there was a decree from the Pope that officially said that the current day Jews are not at fault for Jesus having been killed. The current day Jews. So that we couldn't be held responsible for the crimes of our ancestors for killing Jesus. 1960s. Um, so, um, if there's there's scholars who've said, and I agree with them, that the, the Holocaust, the Shoah, would not have happened if it hadn't been for Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because anti-Semitism is baked into Christianity mm-hmm. so so deeply. In America, at the moment, worse even than here, uh, in in Western Europe, where, which is much more secular than the United States. Uh, but I know a lot of Jewish people in, in the US who have, who have serious problems with, with that still. Um, and, um, you know, it, 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 it's really problematic. We, we shouldn't be lumped into a group, a belief system, which, you know, is, is responsible directly for, for thousands of years of persecution, mm. because that's what they are. Um, so, so that's that's the Judeo-Christian uh, point. There's also really weird things like, um, and this is a concept that that stems from the Middle Ages, so it's old. You know, the idea that all Jews need to be converted to Christianity, and that once once all Jews are converted to Christianity, that the Messiah will come again. Mm. Really? Um, so there's very active erasure concept within Christianity as a, as a strand uh, and there, there's it, that gets into really weird things like in um, in the Soviet era the only people who could really leave Russia were, were Jews because the Soviets were really anti-Semitic and they wanted to get rid of the Jews so if they if they wanted to go they could we were the only ones who could get um, visas to leave the, the USSR. Um, mm-hmm. So Christians uh, in the US would have um, uh, phone books smuggled out of the USSR and they would make cold calls to people with Jewish sounding names. 
um, and would actually pay for their visa application and their flights to Israel in the hopes of bringing all the Jews back to Israel and then having them converted so the Messiah was going to come. Oh, God. Really, really bizarre stuff. Um, so, so yeah, so we shouldn't, we shouldn't be lumped in there. We shouldn't be lumped in with, with the group that is responsible for, for thousands of years of our own persecution. And then Abrahamic is, is, is a weird concept because um, it, it, again, it suggests that everybody who works with the, the, the Torah and the Tanakh, which is, you know, the, the, what the Christians call the, the Bible, is the same. Mm. You know, it, it sort of suggests that um, people in Islam and Jews really are sort of extensions or aberrations of Christianity. It's, it, it's a very um, uh, colonial concept, mm. if, yeah. if that makes sense. Like Christianity is the true thing. And then, if you're Jewish or if you're you're um, you, you know Islam, then then you're you're sort of not as bad as the heathens, even though they're older um, faiths. They, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, well, um, Islam isn't Islam is younger, that, that yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, until the, the uh, early Middle Ages, but um, or mid Middle Ages, really. <clears throat> but but yeah, so it that that it really is sort of Christianity, but people still need to be educated you know mm. and if you're talking if you, if you call it Abrahamic what you're really talking about are the descendants of Abraham mm. right and it, it suggests just like Judeo-Christian because Judeo-Christian also is this sort of legitimizing of Christianity as the true inheritor of the Judaic uh, culture and, and tradition and, and religion mm. Um so that that's what Abrahamic says as well, like that they are the real inheritors of Abraham's uh, legacy, right? Uh, but they're not. If you say you're Abrahamic, that means that you are a genetic relation of Abraham. We're a tribe. We're not just this religious concept. The only people who are the real inheritors of Abraham are Jews. If you're saying Abrahamic, what you should be meaning is Judaism, mm. not Christianity and Islam. And Islam is a bit complicated in that, um, in, 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 in the uh, uh, Jewish um, Bible, in the Torah, you know, there is, there is this, um, Abraham had, a, had a, 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 a concubine, a slave woman that he had a child with. And, and, in, in the Torah, it explicitly says that um, that he was the the um, the forefather, the progenitor of, of all uh, Islamic people or of all Arabic people, so that we are uh, cousins, distant cousins, uh, which is obviously a recognition that, that Jews in, in origin were a, a Semitic tribe mm. from the Arab uh, nations. Mm. Um, so, you know, and, People who are Arabic could make the claim that they are also downline somehow from Abraham, but certainly Western Europeans are not Abrahamic in any way, shape, or form. Mm. If anything, the only thing they are is, is is colonizers who took whole culture, twisted it around. And then claimed it for their own and saying that they were the true inheritors of it and that they understood it better than the people who actually own that culture. Mm. Does that make sense? No, I do yeah, always just yeah. take it back to the bloody Romans. I know that's lumping it all in one under one banner there, but I do tend to go, well. Well, it, I mean, obviously it originates with the Romans. Um, but, um, um, I mean, we, as a as a culture, Western Europe is responsible for what happened after that. Yeah. Um. And 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 the prolonged anti-Semitism, etc. And and this still this this need for erasing actively erasing Judaism as a yeah. as a as a culture and absorbing and, and like taking said, whatever they wanted from other cultures too. Because there's so many yeah. references, you know, like I, I remember coming into the 
into studying the craft as a teenager and seeing all these references to uh, Kabbalah and to the Tree of Life and to all of these things, obviously they were hermetic, like, references Mm -hmm. but but like the other day i was um looking at a book um i won't say by who um but but i i was checking for references to actual jewish culture in this kabbalah or this ostensibly kabbalah book and there were none and i just was like whoa this is like full-on erasure i i i bought this book by it might be the same one i don't know but it was an alexandrian um writer Mm. Um, who um, wrote a book on, on, on Kabbalah within craft. And not only was there no mention to the fact that uh, Kabbalah was in origin Jewish, he um, made his own tree of life and put different um, sun signs, you know, everywhere. And there is correspondence with the, 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 the different um, um Zephira uh, with the um, with the planets, mm. but there isn't any planet for for Keter, which is mm. Keter, which is the highest one. Uh, mm. So he he put a, um, uh, a a Buddhist sun sign on top, which is you know swastika <sighs> going the other way. Mm. And I was looking at it, I was like, how can how can you do that on the top of a a, a... A Jewish tree of On life. On the top of the tree of life, there is a swastika. <clears throat> and then, of course, the other is, yes, but it's going the other way around. I don't care. Oh, uh, no. You know? No. We already have so many issues with, with, with anti-Semitism and racism within paganism, and it's a growing issue as well that yes. we need to be aware of. And then, you know, even if you do it in all innocence, like, how, how why did you? I, I, I'm sorry, yeah. I had no words for it. No, I, I contacted the person. In question, and they were really open, and they said, "Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to make sure it doesn't, you know, go into new editions." But I was Ugh. like, and he he taken it from somewhere else, right? <laughs> uh, somebody who described the sun sign as falling within that uh, Um But um, yeah, why would you not even consider that? And, and even the witch, you know, the 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 witchcraft uh, concept. You know the the witch burnings. Um, if if you um, uh, if you do a Google search right on on the Holocaust and and nine million witch burnings, whatever it was uh, that they claimed, which is obviously not true. Mm. Um, you know there's a lot of comparison made between the Shoah and and the the witch burnings, and and how that was. Um, even worse than 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 the Shoah, this whole weird concept mm-hmm. around these, you know, the, the witch mania. When the witch mania actually has a very strong anti-Semitic component, mm. uh, you know, there's a reason why a Sabbath is called yeah. a Sabbath within, right. you know, because of the direct links with anti-Semitism. That in in all the depictions, the devil always looks really Jewish. You know, the archetypical big nose and uh, big claw, greedy claws, and all that stuff. That's because it's anti-Semitic, and there's a direct link with the increase of the pogroms mm-hmm. from from uh, Eastern Europe and Germany, uh, and and the the witchcraft scares. Jewish witch, yeah. Um, and and additionally, you know, the 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 numbers were ten to forty thousand, mm. depending on who you talk to. Um, so the lower end is ten thousand, the higher end is forty thousand, or a period of two uh, two hundred years. So you, then you end up between fifty and two hundred witch persecutions uh, a year over a, over a, an area that's as big as Europe. You know, it's still an issue, but it's a lot less than people make out to be. Mm-hmm. There were not nine million women bird. First of all. Which burnings, you know, witches were hung, generally speaking, mm-hmm. rather than burned, burned for heretics. Um, but yeah, so uh, even even the witch burnings, which which craft claims as its legacy, um, was in fact the result of of uh, growing anti-Semitism. Yeah. So um, um, so yeah, so even that is co-opted. But but again, within within craft, you've got. Obviously, Kabbalah, 
um, which is a very strong influence, particularly on the Alexandrian um, side of things. Um, that that is you know pervasive within uh, the pagan communities, um, and um, you know this concept that Christianity uh, co-opted pagan religious uh, uh, holidays when most of the time they're actually Jewish holidays, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, um, anyway, so so it is it is an issue, but like a long story short is is we object to being grouped within a, a religion that is very different from from what we are. We're an ethno religion. We're not. Uh, Christianity is not. And the same goes for Islam. Islam is also not an ethno religion. We're a separate animal completely. We're our own thing. And we don't want to be lumped in. And, and actually, 90% of the time, that people use Judeo-Christian or Abrahamic, they're actually talking about Christianity. Mm. And I don't, I don't, the only reason that I can think of why you would lump all these things together is this pretense of legitimizing yourself and saying that as a Christian uh, group, you are the true, uh, the the true one of the group, which is why you group in with you to sort of make yourself look better. Yeah. I don't know. They do. They no... do like. They do like to kind of do that occasionally. I have heard. Yep. Occasionally. <laughs> 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 so I think. I mean, I don't mean to oversimplify it for people who are listening. But what I'm trying to take away from from what you're saying as well, and that I realise it, modern magic and and formalised and ritualised witchcraft has so much. Um, to thank and to be blessed with from Judaism and from from Jewish law and ritual practice, and that also um, the struggle, I guess, of the outsider um, resonates far before, and that the witchcraft trials, like you said, had a lot to do with people's fear of the unknown and fear of of uh, peoples and and ethnic groups um, and practices far more than it did anything else. Am I kind of right in in that as line of thinking? Um, yeah, obviously Judaism is not the only influence. No, you know there's um, there's a lot of especially in Gardnerian craft. There's a lot of Irish influence, for example, as mm, well. Mm. Um, but um, the whole con- the whole concept of of the grimoire tradition, which ultimately is is what. Uh, um, gardening craft is is based on in in its origin is is based on Judaic concepts completely, mm. Mm. Um, and we certainly wouldn't be here as the pagan group that you know as as the pagan community that we are now without that as as its foundation. There's no I don't sense of fear and that sense of um, protecting one another and also like um, <clears throat> you know being singled out. And and not fitting in in most places is has also been something that I don't know. It seems very similar to me. It seems like that this is um, another piece of the puzzle. It's unending for us. I I, I, I find that so. My family, my on my mom's side was in 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 the Netherlands during the Shoah, and most of us, you know, the, our family got decimated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it very difficult when people compare that. I mean, obviously, the concept of being an outsider as a um, as a, as a Jewish person and and as a as a witch are are, are similar, but um, but it's a really vastly different, different situation. Yeah, like I, I was when I, I when I was. A, a four-year-old, my mum. I remember my mum instructing me what to do when the Germans came back, yeah. and that I had to leave my teddy behind, but that I had to go to the jewellery box because and fill my pockets with whatever I could grab because you might need to bribe somebody. Yeah. Uh, when when my when my British grandmother died, we found stash of jewellery in her bank deposit box, wow. uh, not because she ever wore them, but just in case. 
you yeah. have to bribe somebody to get away. You know, it's it's a, it's a very different concept. And and the only way as Jews that we can pass, I, I'd actually meant to wear my 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 tichel today, um, <laughs> uh, which is a, a traditional head wrapping, because um, I I don't usually go outside without uh, something on my head. Um, but you know, the only way that we can go out, uh, we can blend in, is if we we completely take away all our our ethnic markers. Yeah. So if we don't wear a kippah or anything on our heads, if if um, you know there's this, um, obviously the the way that the Hashidim uh, walk around isn't traditional no. um, Jewish clothing. Uh, Hashidim is, is a much newer concept than most people realize. It's only a couple of centuries old. Um, but um, you know, they, the only way they can pass is is if they take away all their cultural markers as witches. We we don't you know you you can say oh yeah I can't wear my pentagram to work but like that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's the I, extent of it. I totally um, understand what you mean. I I didn't mean to offend. I think I I was linking more in terms of the thing you mentioned with the grimoire, um, and that that keeping of secrets and that keeping of, of knowledge and that handing down of books and of, of rituals that seem quite foreign to other people and really scary, but are, are in fact like family traditions. But I, t- I, I can't even imagine there's such a vast difference between what we experience now as pagans and witches to, to what the Jewish people have gone through. There's no comparison. I just, sure. want, I just wanted to clarify that. No, no, I understand. a lot. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, well, then I'm glad you. I said and it then because then that, that's an obvious thing pe- for people to say that, oh, you know, you're oppressed and they're all downtrodden and rah, rah. No, I, I but, just. But, yeah, it, it is it is the same concept of having knowledge that somebody else doesn't have. Yeah, and doesn't um, understand. And, 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 and within Judaism, you know, we have a tradition of literacy. Uh, mm. You know, if, if mm. you if you make your bar, bar or bat mitzvah, um, when you're 13, you have to read from the scroll in the synagogue, which means you're literate and you understand the concept of reading, even though the alphabet obviously is different than the, the Roman alphabet, but that translates easy enough. Yeah. Um, which is why we've got such a tradition of, of, of intellectualism and academics mm. within Judaism, because it's like it's an important thing. Um, and um, in our yeah, and, and in our culture, which is one of the big differences with Christianity as well, is that we constantly debate about everything. That's another thing I find overlapping between um, uh, Wicca and Carnarian Wicca and, and Judaism is that we question everything all the time. What does it mean? Why does it mean that? How do you experience it? How does that translate to you in your daily life? Why do you make decisions based on this or on that? Um, so to have have an attitude of questioning in in your life so important, um, and and that 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 creates people who 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 come up with new and exciting things, mm. uh, which makes them dangerous, and that goes for for paganism as well. Um, and and obviously the, the 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 people who are attracted to paganism, I think, fall within that category anyway, because the only way you can become pagan most of the time is by leaving behind whatever you were fitting into from your own culture and then going to to paganism you wouldn't do that unless you've questioned the situation that you were in Mm. yeah yeah so we're coming we're we're pretty much at the end of our of our hour here because of all the tech crap (laughs) but i would love i'd love you sophia because you're so you're so just you, I find my experience of your expression and your and your eloquence is just I could just sit here and like listen for hours. Yes. <laughs> um, and so we would love to um, have you back and talk more also about like your Irish, your experience living in Ireland. But is there anything that you could offer um, our listeners who are all around the world? Like, yes, we mostly have, you know, Southern Hemisphere people, but we do have several people from a, from north of the equator. But is there anything that you could offer um, for folk who are, like interested in Irish um, connecting to Irish uh, spirituality in a way that isn't, I guess, intrusive or misappropriative. Um. Well, f- first of all, uh, like 
Irish as a concept, we, we, we very often get people, and I'm sure you, there's, there's people in, in, in Oz as well, um, who have Irish DNA yeah. and then feel, oh, I need to work with that because of my ancestors. Irish people don't see Irishness that way. Uh, and they really feel that people who move here who have no DNA relation whatsoever with Ireland, once you're here in the culture, then you're Irish. Mm. Yeah. And Irish find it very difficult that, particularly people from the States, um, because of having Irish DNA, feel they have a claim to the culture and then have a claim, feel that they have a claim to the culture from 200 years ago when they had a granny in, in Mayo, you know, mm. which doesn't exist anymore. Ireland has, has become a very dynamic, uh, progressive society in spite of the Catholic past. Mm. Uh, and and as particularly the younger generation, so people my age, I'm approaching 50, um, and, and younger uh, you know, are, are much closer to sort of Scandinavian concepts of social justice, and you know, we 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 voted overwhelmingly in favour of of marriage equality. We've just uh, gotten rid of of the uh, abortion uh, amendment so that abortion is possible for everybody, yes. um, which wasn't possible before, uh, and women died. So, get in touch with present day Irish culture. Yeah. Uh, and and see what it's like, and and go from there. Now, Laura O'Brien, who 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 you saw me do the interview with, mm. does some really really good free classes. Yeah, uh, she's her. on a YouTube channel. She's <laughs> she's really good. Um, so I I would warmly recommend if you want to start anywhere, go there, go to YouTube, look for Laura, mm. uh, and uh, Laura O'Brien, uh, and 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 well, and shall we put the link video. up? Yeah, she's she's really good, um, and and obviously she's she's Irish herself, and and tries to help people do it from a respectful uh, side. But yeah, so you know we're we're modern day pagans, um, and Ireland has changed as well. Like the the the, the voice of the land has changed also over uh, the centuries, and and that concept of, of Catholicism is not what Ireland is. Mm. So people who who have these um, genetic or ancestral links with Ireland very often have this sort of view of very old-fashioned Ireland with this really heavy Catholic stamp on it, and that's not what they are at, at all. It's a very dynamic culture, mm. very open to outside influences and. Um, yeah, and, 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 and come here if you can. I mean, everybody that I've spoken to who, who've worked with Irish deity, mm. um, they, when they come here, it's completely different. And yeah. in my experience, Irish deity and, and the land really doesn't care if you don't have genetic links. If you, if you get called to uh, the Irish gods and, and you feel weird because you don't have any DNA, whatever, connection to Ireland don't worry about it mm. Ireland's good for that <laughs> yeah that's um because I'll keep going it's a very dangerous trend anyway and I know we, we're sort of short on time but it's no. a very dangerous trend that I've I've seen within uh within Irish paganism specifically uh though you know within within Garnerian Wicca as, as, as well in its origins um is 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 this race concept. So, you know, people don't like to talk about it because they don't like to say bad things of the dead. But like Doreen Valianti was a racist. Mm. Um, she she called herself a racialist, mm. which is this sort of weird concept of intellectual racism. Um, um, you know, Bill Gray, who was very uh, influential within uh, pagan and, and magical circles in the 1950s and 60s, was also heavy racist um and um it, you know we we get that from people all the time coming over from the u.s going oh yeah but my you know my, i'm i'm 100 irish dna <laughs> i get people who, who, who tell me online on facebook groups that my voice doesn't count mm. because i don't have irish dna and that having lived here for 20 years uh, or coming up to 20 years 
is 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 less than their hundred percent Irish DNA, so I have no voice and crazy stuff like that. And it's it's you know um, obviously with with Donald Trump and and the the radical right um, becoming more vocal, and we you know we we get even here in Ireland we had somebody from an extreme right wing group um, from. National Irish Party um, come to one of our moots uh, and and try and 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 win votes for his um, his party, um, and I, I I had to tell him to leave because we don't have any truck with that. Yeah, um, but it was Easy. it was scary. Yeah. Um, no, I I don't understand what they're doing within paganism. Because for me, paganism is a very feminist movement. Yeah, yeah, um, makes zero and uh, and and the extreme right, you know, is the opinion that women are there to have babies and 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 be good in the kitchen or something. Um, but but yeah, no, it's it's there and it's growing and it's getting more and more vocal. And like I said, especially from the states with these mad ancestry DNA kits, people really feel that they have this ownership uh, of 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 heritage which you know i think in europe because we we move around a a lot and always have moved around a european uh population is is quite sort of um not as much as jewish people but they're still you know easy to pick up and move to another country Hmm. um we we feel much more attached to the land and culture than whatever your ancestry is Hmm. yeah and then within within three generations, you know that which is the living memory you have anyway. Like my 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 children's children won't even really realize that they're that they might not have Irish ancestors. Well, obviously they'll still be Jewish, but outside of being Jewish, like they won't go. Oh, you know, I'm 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 Irish. Uh, I'm I'm not Irish because my my mother has Jewish DNA. No, I'm an Irish Jew. You know. Yeah. There's no, um, and, and nobody here will, will say that they're not Irish because they have the wrong DNA, <laughs> not how it works. Um, no, and and it's, it. it's something. The land um, claims it's, it's you, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, it's, that, that's, that's, that's really what it is. The land claims you, the culture claims you. Yeah. And it, it's about exposure to culture and to, to the land rather than, what where you come from and i think it's something we need to be much more vocal about in in um in our in, in all our pagan stuff that we we are explicitly against racism that the whole dna thing should not be an issue if you get called to certain gods as long as you do and the same goes for for the judaic stuff right there's nothing wrong with working with uh, the the Kabbalah, uh, you, you know, for the Hermetic Kabbalah, because it's there. Like we can't, you know, erase it and pretend it's not there. It is there, and it's a very important part of of, of the, the the present day occult uh, community. Um, but at least do it to the point where you 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 acknowledge what Kabbalah is in its origin, yeah. and and that in 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 its origin it can't exist without. The Torah, mm. you know, and like 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 you said, Theo, you know, how can how can you have a book about Kabbalah, Hebrew and everything, and then not even mention that it has Jewish origin? Yeah, like, that's scary. Um, and the same goes for working with Irish deity. You know, do the research, read some books. Morgan Daimler has some um, uh, really good accessible um, books. There, there's the short ones, the pagan portal ones, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. great. Give a, yeah. an overview of what's yeah, there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. She does excellent research. Um, so, you know, even just starting there, it, it isn't even that much work. You know, there's in books. You don't have to go through all the scholarly material. If you're into that, We're great. So if lucky. you're not, yeah. yeah. just go to Morgan Daimler. You know, her, her Kindle books are a couple of quid. You know, they're not expensive. Just spend an hour or two reading that that by itself is already you know yeah that that is important work just just 
having yeah. that engaging with the source material yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah thank you so much sophia and um it's been so lovely to spend some time with you Amazing. i apologize you for all so the tech much. snafus <laughs> um and i wish you and your beautiful family a very blessed salon where you are yeah. and i hope you have an incredible day um Thank you. And we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. I'll be happy to come back. Thanks. Yes. We love, we can't wait. Bye. We lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf's sky. We felt the dark clouds falling and omen apparition. And with the thunder rolling, how conceited the storm. We lay beneath the wolf's sky. We lay beneath the wolf's sky. This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky.